Hello and welcome. My name is Megan Lucky and this is A Lucky Life. Come along with me as I try and get to know myself better and hopefully help you get to know yourself better too. Hey guys, you're going to have to tolerate me finishing up my lunch as we podcast together. I haven't had sweet green in ages and you know when you have something a lot and that you're obsessed with and then you eventually kind of get sick of it and then you have it again after not having it for a while and it tastes so good or it's like a song and you over listen to it a bunch and then you take a break for a long time and then when you hear it again it's like so nostalgic and good but that's how this sweet green tastes right now i tend to do that sometimes when i like something i go overboard with it which is not a good trait as we know and as we've been talking about moderation everything is good for you in moderation but too much you ruin it so i'm not gonna now go back to binging on sweet green again <laughs> okay so i want to talk about friendship today and what i think it means to be a good friend but first let's pull a card let's see what the universe wants the message to be for this week healing your body, mind, and soul are in a period of deep healing right now. You're going through many transformations at once, and you're being asked to allow yourself to receive the healing you need with open arms and an open heart. My arms are open. My heart is open. I'll take it. Please give it to me. I'm excited to receive the healing. <laughs> no, but I feel that all of the many transformations are definitely happening. Um, I was also talking to someone the other day about how in movies they always have the main character have this like big revelation something happens and like all of a sudden things click for them and they change dramatically overnight but like in reality in real life that's not how things happen change is possible and revelations are a great catalyst to change i'm reading i'm listening to a new audiobook this week called the mountain is you and it's so good. I highly recommend it. I'll put the link in the YouTube video below. This book, really great for being really honest with yourself and identifying where and why you're self-sabotaging. And it's really informative, but also easy to read and make sense. Excellent self-help book. I saw somebody comment on one of my YouTube videos asking for book recommendations for self-help, uh, for self-help. That's all I do. <laughs> there, I'm putting the links in the YouTube descriptions for all the books that I recommend. I've been fucking cranking. I've been cranking on reading self-help books and just books in general this year. And I went to Barnes & Noble with my dad last week. And it's one of my favorite activities. Like truly one of my favorite activities is just going to Barnes & Nobles. Going to the bookstore and like flipping through some books and getting some ones to add to my list and like now that I'm in this stage of my life where I'm like actually fucking reading them probably not as fast as I dream of being but so much better and again we're talking about progress we're talking about noticing the positives and not just focusing on the empty boxes and the negatives but I'm definitely doing so much better reading again if you can follow me on goodreads I think I'm at 18 books for the year out of my goal of 24 so i'm cruising i'm cruising for a bruising <laughs> um i'm gonna be done before i know it but i'm gonna try and give you guys a different book recommendation every week i actually think that's something that i'm going to start incorporating into the podcast to give me more 
consistent themes and topics throughout the weeks. So even if it's an audiobook that I'm listening to, I'll give it to you. But yeah, so life is made up of lots of little revelations that lead to change. So finding those things that click with you and finding those moments of strength within you and using them to take even just that little bit of that micro shift, kind of how when I was talking about in Europe, how there's all these things that I wanted to do in my day, but I needed to be realistic with myself and like start small. And maybe one day that whole list of things that I wanted to do in March, I was just doing one or two of those things on this list. Even now, and it's only been a few months, I'm doing six or seven of the things on the list. And these little micro shifts and being kind to myself and and taking one little baby step at a time is working for me. I'm making progress more than I ever have. And I'm proud of myself. And I also taught my first yoga class at a studio last week. So finally, that happened. And I was, mm, I was so nervous. I was so fucking scared. I went in shitting my pants. I was so scared. But I showed up. And that's all you got to do. Even when you're scared, I was, I listened to a meditation right before I taught the class. It said, remember that you at one point asked to be here. You wanted to give this presentation. You wanted to do this job. You wanted to lead this class or lead this group or whatever it is that you're nervous to do. You asked to be here at one point and now you're there. So try and shift your lens and ground yourself in the fact that you're here for a reason and you manifested this and you should be excited and proud and again, optimistic about how it'll go. Even if you don't, if you feel nervous, like the more that you practice and the more that you just are willing to put yourself out there, the easier it'll get and the better at it you will get. So just keep that in mind. It went good. My yoga class, it went well. Was it absolutely perfect 10 out of 10? No, but it went well. It went, all things considered, it went really well. And I got through it without hardly any hitches. I'm working on being more direct and clear with my language. I can be a little bit flowy at times. Like now we're going to lift our arms instead of lift your arms or turn your foot down at a night, you know, whatever. So I, and I think a little bit of that is okay, but I do want to work on being a little bit more direct and not having to demo the whole time. But I do think I did a good job, like listening to my instincts and seeing different levels in the class and kind of adjusting how I taught to meet them and match their energy. I also think something else I took away was I was looking for a lot of external validation before and after teaching my class and like being like, is this okay? Was that okay? Like, was it too fast paced? Was it too slow paced? And the reason that I loved becoming a yoga teacher and getting this certification was actually because of the creativity that it allowed me to have. And I want to be true to that and not just always being what somebody else thinks I should be or wants me to be. Like I want to be true to me and I think that's what's going to make me a great yoga teacher. And I need to know the difference between feedback that 
will help me and feedback that doesn't feel right and it feels like stylistic and subjective. I think I'm doing a little bit better at knowing the difference. Even just having that revel that mini revelation to take little micro shift in the energy for next time was helpful. So I'm teaching again next week. I'm so excited. I'm going to do a different type of class. And I like putting them together. Just like I like to do this podcast, like seeing what speaks to me for the week, like seeing what message speaks to me, and then threading that theme throughout the class and throughout the podcast. I think it's going to like, it feels good. It feels like I'm on the right track. Again, like I'm not 100% where I want to be, but that's always, that's always going to be the case. That's just how the human conditioning is. Like you're always gonna want to work towards the next thing, but it's important to stop and realize how far you've come and enjoy the process. So another good piece of feedback I got in my auditions, my multiple auditions, was that I tend to, and this is, you guys know, this is so spot on. I tend to wanna just throw so many themes that I find important into one class or one podcast episode instead of choosing one theme to like seamlessly thread throughout. That's a great piece of advice and something I'm working on in my life as a whole. Yeah, I try to be a little bit better at that, but I'll definitely try to keep refining that and working on that for classes and podcast episodes to come. I wanted to touch on the topic of friendship and what it means to be a good friend and how that has evolved over the years. Because I definitely think for me, my definition of being a good friend and a healthy friendship has evolved over the years. When I was younger, I definitely felt like being a good friend was talking every day, being like 100% there and sharing everything with them. So I definitely think that like it's evolved over time. And I was listening to We Can Do Hard Things, that podcast and how they talked about friendship. And I want to touch on a few of those things and add to what they said. There were these two analogies and these tests, essentially. And one of the tests they had said was, is it charging or draining? And I think that's a really good one. But I always, like I said, it's not so black and white. I do think there are exceptions to the rules. I've been in friendships that are overall healthy, but they have toxic phases of life. And I'm really glad that I stuck through those toxic phases because we all go through shit sometimes. And of course, like being a good friend, you shouldn't project your shit onto your friend, but you also, you gotta give some grace, you know, like we're not perfect all the time. And if you love someone, you go through hard times with them. And if it's worth it, if it's like super toxic and like all your boundaries are being crossed and it feels right to you deep down to walk away, then do that. And like, there's a balance between cutting people out and not cutting people out. And I tend to lean on the side of, I hang on to friendships too long but then I feel like I can't maintain them all. And some of them definitely don't serve and charge me the way they used to. And and now they're more draining. So again, taking it with a grain of salt, I do think all of your relationships should bring you energy and charge you and lift you up and refresh you. And you don't have to feel like you're putting on a show. Like you should be able to be authentic and happy and 
um, comfortable with your friends and not always drained. But again, like I said, sometimes we go through tough shit and it makes you stronger in the end. Oh, three, three, three. I also find it interesting, side note, whenever, like I know the basics of the angel numbers and their individual meanings, but sometimes I'll Google it and I'll like I'll, some, a different word will resonate. And again, that's a sign for a reason. That is the word that's resonating with me today. And when I was reading tarot cards last week at that event, I said the same kind of thing with when I would get the same tarot card for a different person and read the same passage about that tarot card. And I would say, it's going to sound completely different because different people have different paths and different models of the world and different ways they interpret and perceive information and contexts. So anyways, 333 encourages to set plans into action and let your personal strength be the guide to trust yourself and put thoughts into your choices. What my body initially goes to when I hear that is trust yourself like that was what really resonated with me and put these things into action and don't second guess it as much as you do it's okay to reflect but don't let that second guessing and overthinking stop you from taking action and following that inner guide another analogy on friendship that they used and this was from reese witherspoon i believe she said your friendships should be like your bank account there should be deposits and withdrawals and you can't have a withdrawal without a deposit so you better be depositing and getting withdrawals in return and it's got to be kind of that cycle where you give and you can't get until you give which i think that's a really powerful one too because sometimes we entertain relationships that are really draining and that are focused on the withdrawal aspects and you've you're just giving, 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 and you're getting drained and sucked dry of your energy. Something else Reese said that she had heard from somebody else was that you'll meet three types of people in your life. One third of the people will be people you love and you click with and you, they lift you up and they're the chargers. They're the depositing friends. They're the people that you share a connection that is meaningful with and that you bond with and they they love you and they support you and then there will be the second third which is people you feel neutral on you're not you know exchanging much energy between them and then there's the third group the third group is the group that will that their purpose is to tear you down and diminish you and dim your light and you want to avoid that group at all costs and you're going to find those people but once you learn how to look out for them, that's when you need to learn how to avoid them. And you're going to have to experience them to learn those things, unfortunately. But when you do, that is an important lesson so that you can avoid them because if they do, they will, they will stop at nothing. <laughs> and this is what she said. They'll stop at nothing to tear you down. So you really, like, it's very important that it's on you to avoid them. It's on you to set boundaries and not have those people tear you down. My naive lens at times can get in the way of me seeing these things, but I've gotten a lot better over the last couple years of seeing who those people are. And they're oftentimes, they're wolves dressed in sheep's clothing. 
and they act like they have your best interest at heart, but they don't. And they will secretly manipulate you, tear you down and try to steal energy from you in so many different ways. So avoid those types of people, but also give your friends that you trust and trust is really important in friendship. Make sure you trust them, but give your friends that you trust grace in their hard times and hard days and don't completely write them off because of one little fight or instance i think i have friends that write people off over like small things and then they end up with a lot less friends and hardly anybody because they're too strict on black and white like right and wrong people make mistakes it's how they learn from them and if you set your boundary it's how they respond to them so that's important also in friendship. I also think over time, and this has been what's changed and evolved for me in how I view friendship, but I used to think like you needed to like be around each other or talk like all the time. That obviously changes as you get older because you enter different phases of life and you have your own life to live. Whereas I feel like when you're in high school, when you're growing up, like your lives are so much more enmeshed with your friends and and you're so young and inexperienced that you really like rely and depend on those relationships but that does change as it should over time and you need to respect that your friends have their own lives and they have and they're not always going to be able to give you the same level of energy that at one point they did or at one point you had this like got to see each other all the time like sadly that's not gonna continue but you can still maintain the friendship and like have a system that works for you and have boundaries that work for you so I think supporting each other and not having expectations on the friendships but if you do like communicating that and finding the common ground and being on the same page about how often you communicate and how often you see each other and what works for you and when it's draining versus recharging. I also think like, even if your relationship is special, you shouldn't put that kind of pressure on someone who has their own life and priorities to worry about. They also on the podcast talked about how it's important to be aligned with values. And I think again, core values, it's definitely important. And she talked about how you don't want someone representing you, like if they're a horrible person. <laughs> So you shouldn't be friends with horrible people anyway, but like also I think that's important to think about is that person like an extension of you in a positive way? You know what I mean? There was another line that said it should strike the balance between comfort and challenge. And I think that that's really important too. Like you don't want a friend who's going to say agree with you on every little thing. Like you want someone who will challenge you when you deserve to be challenged and when you need to be challenged. You want someone who will push you forward in your growth and not enable you if you're being toxic or push you down if they're jealous of you you don't want jealous friends you don't want your friends to be secretly in that third group of people who want to tear you down and that a lot of the time that's where they like to hide so being aware of that and also like yeah having your friends best interests at, at heart and making sure that they have your best interests at heart too but also communicating when you are upset by something and being able to like have a safe space even if it's scary <laughs> to set a boundary and have that talk and it's also okay to have different friends to go to to talk about different things like some friends don't have 
the life experiences to understand some of your life experiences. So maybe they're not the right friends to go to for that. And that's totally fine. And some of them are, yeah, like are more experienced in a certain area and might not go to you for that. That's okay. But I also think not projecting and not judging is important for me because I definitely feel like I have friends who I'll say something and they'll immediately judge either me or the person that I'm talking about, even though I'm not writing them off, they're like, you should write them off. Relationships, whether they're with a loved one or whether they're with a family member or a friend, they take work. And that's why I think it's important to not just give up at the first sign of a mistake or an error or what you believe is a character flaw. And relationships are hard work. If you want anything long lasting, you're gonna have to give grace and you're gonna have to put in the work and you're gonna have to pick your battles. And it's the same with all of our relationships. You will become a better person by maintaining long-term relationships in your life and especially ones that are challenging. I also think lastly, what I'll say on this topic is, like I said, we don't need to be there for our friends every single call or every single moment of the day. But I do think being there for your friends when they really need you and it's communicated and maybe you missed that initial phone call, but if you know they need you and you neglect them and you're not there for them, then I don't think that's being a good friend. And again, like, of course, there's exceptions. It's not super black and white. If you are at your child's baptism and your friend is having like a crisis, like, okay, you know, there's obviously exceptions. But being able to kind of make those sacrifices and be there for your friends when they really need you, that's what makes a really powerful, deep friendship. And it bonds you closer because those are the moments that are the most important the whole reason that we have friends to begin with being able to lean on someone and fall on someone when we're at our lowest points or our highest points someone to share it with and be happy for us and be proud of us genuinely that's what friendship is all about and it's so beautiful and they can last a lifetime if you choose wisely and sometimes you don't evolve in a compatible way with old friends and then you have to decide like how how do I want to proceed? Do I want to maintain this? And do I want to take space? Do I want to cut them off completely? We're just totally different people now. Or is just not being as available to them as you were at one point the method for you? So listening to your gut, not your invasive thoughts, but your gut. I also think you need to show up for yourself first so you can be a better friend and show up for your friends in the way that you want to show up for them. And if you're not being authentic to yourself and you're people pleasing and you're saying you're okay with things that you're not really okay with, then you're not being a good friend either. So be a good friend by showing up for yourself so you can show up for your friends. On that note, I have already been talking way too much today. So let's wrap it up. But I love you guys, and I'll see you next week. Hello and welcome. My name is Megan Lucky, and this is A Lucky Life. Come along with me as I try and get to know myself better and hopefully help you get to know yourself better too.